But let's start this show. Any parting words before we get going? I don't have any parting words before we get going, no. Well, starting words. Starting words. This is our anniversary episode. All right, we're going to start the show. Oh, we didn't start yet. <clears throat> Welcome back once again to the PLP Podcast. This is Carlos D. And this is your girl, Christy. And... Oh, I can't give them too much. They might try to take our site now for copyright infringement. <laughs> but we are having a celebration as this is episode number... 25. 25 of the PLP podcast. And also, that makes it our one-year anniversary of getting together every other week and talking a lot of crap into these microphones. So correct. we did it. I think that's something... Even though we only do a bi-weekly show, this is a cause of celebration. We only missed one episode ever, and that was because it was the we holiday break, season. Right. And we took a quick, one quick little break, and we have been consistent. We've come together through the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations of being partners. And before I get into the spiel of where you can find us, I want to give a special thank you to my partner. I've given you a lot of headache, a lot of strife. I'm difficult to work with. Most of us genius creative types are you know we have a lot going on in these minds of ours and it just makes us hard to deal with and hard to handle but you have stuck by my side even though i have been hard to work with and even though you've been on the verge of leaving on many occasions you haven't done it and i want to give you a special thank you and not only thank you but prepare to be shocked you're getting a promotion what? Oh my gosh. What am I getting promoted so right to? Now you're just a communications director. <laughs> now you're getting promoted promoted to senior vice president of Mid-Atlantic Talent Relations. So all of our talent relations in the Mid-Atlantic, you are now in charge of. Do I get the corner office? That's all I care about. You get a futon and a car table from my grandma's basement to work on. Sounds- you still have to provide your own Wi-Fi and your own pencils and papers to write on i cannot beat that deal that's one of the best deals i've ever heard but seriously thank thank you you. thank you so much for just you know putting up with me uh when we first started the show you i won't say you were a reluctant participant because you you know you were you were into the idea but this was something that i it was something that i wanted to do was my idea um it was something that i i don't know if you even listened to podcast did you listen to podcast before we started the podcast no so, you know, I started listening to podcasts because I like the podcast and I, you know, I hate the music. I hate the radio. I hate music. So I started, really, I started to listen to talk radio. And this was like, you know, 10 or more years ago. I listened to only really talk radio in the car. And that kind of transformed into podcasts. And then when I found out, got to give a shout out to my man uh, who I've done before, Triple D from oh, the yeah. Off the Cock podcast, who put me on to how easy it was to make your own podcast. He had me on as a guest. He gave me the tools. He told me about the software how to do edits, how to put things, how to post things, how to get in touch with SoundCloud and everything. So he hooked me up with all that. And if it wasn't for him, um, I wouldn't have a podcast. But if we start making off this podcast, this was only my idea. He put nothing up. He contributed <laughs> nothing. And he gets no rights to the show. Mm. Aww. Yeah. But thank you, boo-boo. Well, thank you for that um, tribute and acknowledgement. And... Um, you know, we, I think one thing this podcast has helped reveal is that we are two different people, but 
like you said, we've managed to, you know, keep keep it together and come together every other week um, for this podcast. And um, yeah, just thank you for that tribute. And we made it a year. Time flew by. Well, I have one more uh, tribute I want to give we're to here. you, if you don't mind. I want to uh, sing your song. Oh, gosh. Keep shining. Keep smiling. Knowing you can always count on me. For sure. That's what friends are for. In good times and bad times, knowing you can always count on me. I don't know the rest of the words, but go ahead, Dion. That came from here, baby. Her Dion. wide nostril having ass. <laughs> that came from me and Dion's heart. Beautiful, beautiful. Y'all need to do a, a duet. All right. But yes, so. No, tell them where, we can, where they can find us first real quick. We haven't done that. <clears throat> you can find us wherever wonderful podcasts are found, including Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and I'm missing one, SoundCloud. Okay. And also, you can find us still on Instagram at the PLP Podcast. And you can also send us an email at the PLP Podcast at gmail.com. I would like to say, this is something we, we've talked about offline. Why are we telling people if they are listening to the podcast? <laughs> why are we telling them where to find us? You know, so basically, I think we should reword that moving forward in season two. We should say, "Tell your friends where to find us," or something like that, because it doesn't make sense to be telling y'all where to find us if you listen you're to us right listening. now, because you already done found us. So, I don't know. I think I think there's just some people doing other podcasts, so I just do it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, you make a good point. If you're already listening, then you found it some type of way. But I think it's just a general reminder that. To share, I guess to share, I guess you should say share us on these following platforms. That's where you can find us. Yeah, that's what we'll do. But yeah, you can definitely find us on all those different places. And thank you, uh, you know, for listening, for people who have been listening, for rocking us for this last year. Uh, We, you know, have done okay. We have about, doesn't seem like a lot, but about 5,000 listens over the last year or 5,000 plays. Um, we got you know color people to come back and repeat and rock with us week to week. Color people who come and listen one time or two times, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But I think for us to do the, with the promotions that we do, we don't do a lot of promote. We don't do a lot of work to promote the podcast, and maybe that's good or bad. Um, we get a decent amount of listens, and we you know we have fun, which is the point. It's not really about how many people listen, but just the fact that we have a, little, a good time and we're doing something that we kind of enjoy. It's a nice hobby. It's a way for us to kind of make sure that we spend some time together. Um. So that's what that's why we do it. That's why we started it and everything associated with that. And I think another reason why like we started it is because we do we have always, you know, kind of found ourselves in like random conversations about like nothing. And I think that was one of the reasons why also you wanted to start this is because sometimes we just have some weird and fascinating conversations about the most random topics. And then but then sometimes we struggle with what to talk about on the podcast. Um well, I think it could be like a double-edged thing in the fact yeah. that we some conversations we may have just been having in real life we kind of don't have them because then we were like oh let's have them on the podcast or, and then it's different it's not authentic well it's, it's not I won't say it's not authentic because I feel like we, we definitely believe what we say but I think yeah. we do because we know some people may be listening and it's not just a private conversation we you know which is not true. We do have some reserve when we talk about what we're talking about. Right. Like we may think a little bit more about it or we may kind of analyze what we want to say before we say it. But I don't think it's not us being authentic. I don't think I've said anything on this podcast that I wouldn't say 
or repeat in real life or or, or I like make a false story or yeah I'm not gonna sit up here or, lying or just be yeah, yeah I'm not doing making all that up stuff, stuff. no so this, I mean, this episode we're gonna kind of do a, a, a retro, re, almost a retrospective, yeah, a look back on our year in podcast and talk about some of our favorite uh, moments on the show, some of our favorite episodes, what we have learned, if we've learned anything, and then just kind of talk about that. But before we get that, we're gonna get into probably an extended version of overreaction on all because we finally both have done our work okay. and have come up with some stories. Do you want to go yours first or you want me to go first? Well, let's see. It's been a year. Well, I don't think we started this off the break. So it's been a little bit less than a year. But let's let's see if I can introduce what this segment is about without okay. any errors. Yeah, we've only been doing overreactional, I think, for like the last four months or so. But it was your idea. But you have seemed to never been able to explain exactly what the segment is about. So this segment let's is try. One about more time. things and current events and the public reaction to those events and the point of the segment is to see whether the public's reaction is an overreaction or not did i get it right yeah that's it so we uh, something happens in the world and then we we say and then people react to it they even get upset about it and then we say, was there? A, it was in our opinions. Was it a justified reaction to what happened, or are those people overreacting? So overreaction or no? All right. And it's a hit segment that is sweeping the nation. And the um, home board game will be coming out in the fall of um, twenty twenty three by Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley. We have got the deal. Um, it was a bid and war between Milton Bradley and Parker Brothers, and Milton Bradley did win, and they want to give us a little bit extra coin. But it's going to take us a while to develop it. So just look out for that in the stores. It'll be out for Christmas 2023. Give it to your kids <laughs> if you got them. And if you don't have kids, have them now. And by then, they'll be four in order to play the game. Old enough to play the game. I guess I'll go ahead and start. I have several. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a good time over <laughs> But I think the best, like the biggest one, is the White House Correspondents Association dinner where people are painting Michelle Wolf as sort of a bully for the jokes that she made on sarah huckabee sanders now i did not see the whole correspondence dinner but i did see the clip of where she joked on sarah sanders and the clip was only a minute and a half long and the only thing that she said that could have been people were construing her comment about um her makeup as being an insult to sarah sanders when really it wasn't she was telling sarah sanders that her smoky eye looks really good and the reason she has that smoky eye is because she's burning what lies and using the ash from the using the ash to put on her smoky eye and people are just up in arms saying that she's talking about this woman's looks she also compared her to a character from the handmaid's tale and it also made a reference to her like when she comes up to the podium during the um when they come what's it called the at uh, two o'clock every day the press conference the, at the press conference every day when she comes out Michelle Wolf was like she's not sure if she's there for if she's gonna um like split them up into a softball team like okay so first of all I'm a terrible terrible joke teller terrible but they're not teller. your jokes but anyway those were the gist of her jokes nothing was about her looks per se she never said you're ugly or she never said you look like a softball player it's just that. Um, when Sarah Sanders comes out, she does have this tough look. She has to. But and, um, it was nothing that was ever personal taking her looks. And then all these people getting upset. Y'all getting all upset when the person who was in the White House has said and mocked all groups of people in all walks of life. And y'all giving him an excuse. And then number three, 
Sarah Sanders has even come out to that podium and said, oh, you guys don't have a sense of humor. The president didn't mean what he said about X, Y, and Z. It's just a joke. Take a joke. You can't even take a joke when this woman joked on you for a minute and a half and she really didn't go in as hard as she could have. And everybody, y'all are overreacting um, and blowing this up into nothing. Michelle Wolf is a hero. <laughs> a hero. Uh-huh. And I don't think she necessarily needs to be invited to the picnic as some of y'all... Um, uh, is she white? I thought she was black. No, she, Michelle Wolf is white. But they're You're saying, sure? I'm positive she's white. I couldn't tell. I thought she was like biracial. You sure she's not mixed? I don't not. I didn't look her up, but she's white. Oh, from the pictures, it's I a, mean, she got that red hair, but she looked kind of like she got some brown skin. No, I don't think so. I mean, but anyway, y'all mm. overreacting. What are you? I mean, what are, what were your thoughts on that? I know you. Heard I was about trying that. to Google that because I was trying to figure out if she was a sister or not. I don't think uh, she. Off the break, yeah, you. I mean, I agree that they were overreacting for one. You can't really get upset. I mean, the whole point of the thing is, a part of it is that they do roast people. Like, a part of that dinner is that they roast people. So, they've been doing that for years. They did it. They, I mean, the motivation for, I heard the motivation for Trump, Trump even running for president was that Seth Myers roasted him when Obama was a president, I think, back in like 2011 or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, that made him get the motivation to actually run. Uh, but you're right. You can't really say when you are the face or, or the the, the press, I guess, coordinator or what is she, the, the, the communication? She likes communications director or whatever, whatever it is. Whatever Sean Spicer was, I don't even Yeah, so she's but... like the press secretary. Your whole job is to defend a president who has made rude and, and discussed the comments about people of all you know ethnic groups and then especially about women. He has flat out called women pigs, ugly, fat, discussing all types of stuff. Before he was president, I think Wise president, so it's kind of hard for you to get upset because another comedian is joking about you. A real comedian, yeah, especially when they didn't really say anything about your looks, other than the fact you said that she said she actually looks really good in her smoky eyeshadow. She is not a good looking woman to begin with. She could have went way harder because her whatever name is not attractive, and she she don't have to be attractive. That's her. I mean, I'm not married to her. That's her man's business. But yeah, they definitely overreacted. They definitely can't really say that. um, You know, give this woman a hard time for joking. When they are, you know, a, a organization that lies constantly and everything and so on right. and so And if I was her, I would really be disappointing the people who hire me because the White House court, I mean, the um, the people who put on the, the White House correspondence luncheon or whatever, they actually issued an apology talking about some. We didn't know she would be this way. We didn't know this type of stuff. When you are uh, so the whole point of that you're supposed to have like this freedom to fight for like your thoughts and your opinions. You're supposed to be like using that to kind of have a thing to have a discussion with the press. But when you do that, you shut down a person who having their, their rights to talk about stuff. You're not really supporting them when they are supporting you. Correct. Well, and then I think they were saying that I, I I didn't hear this or read this, but I'm thinking the reason they chose her is because she also went in on Hillary Clinton back when you know during the um, campaign. So maybe they picked her thinking that she was going to be an ally of some sort since she you know basically took down Hillary Clinton in one of her standups. And then number two, I heard there were additional, you know, bad jokes that she did make. The Michelle Wolf made like about abortion and stuff and about like yanking the baby out of the just something like, eh, like I don't, you know, certain things I don't I'll never laugh at or think are funny. But there were some other jokes that she made that were apparently inappropriate. But y'all invited her and it is a comedian. And like, anyway, you can't you can't you can't mute comedians or you can't invite a comedian 
For one, if you you should have did some research to see what kind of comedian she right. was before, and then once you invite her, you can't get upset with the comments that she make, especially if they're in the taste of comedy. So that's definitely an overreaction. Um, F all those people that was upset about it because you just been upset for no reason. If you really want to be upset, be upset at your own administration for the crazy stuff that they say. Yeah, I mean this dude is still saying crazy stuff all the time. He was just talking about uh, Donati said. Remember we said about the countries, the, the shithole countries and all that. He yeah, did. yeah. He still was trying to deny that, but he just recently, while he was meeting with an African president, said, "Well, there are a lot of bad countries in Africa, don't you think?" So it's, it's all nuts and, and crap. He, I mean, use a different word, maybe. Who cares? Let's he, move he, on. He, yeah, move because on. our second reaction is going to bring us right back to more Trump stuff. So okay, what's we that? never gonna get out of it. Uh, did, oh, you said you had more than one. Do you want me to do mine, and then you want to go back you to another can, one? You can go ahead. So ours is, um, you know, I'm gonna come at this from this a different point of view. So in the news. Kanye West, there was a lot of reaction to him in the last week about his thoughts about Trump, how he, you know, basically say he supports Trump. He doesn't think Trump is a bad guy. Trump is actually a friend of his. And he went through this whole thing of posting a Make America Great hats and supporting Trump. I like Trump, blah, blah, blah. Anybody who don't agree with me, y'all just trapped. Y'all don't have free minds. So my question was going to be, and then we also just got some recent news that's going to make me not even think about it. We'll get into it in a second, right before we started recording. But my whole thing was, do you think people are overreacting to being upset with Kanye about his personal opinion about a person? Like, do we automatically have to be upset if a person says they support Trump? Do we or can we just let that person have their personal opinions? Were people wrong for getting on Kanye's back about his support of this man or his thoughts about anything in general? Why do we? My question is, why do people care so much about Kanye West's opinion on anything? He's just a musician. He is not a scholar. He probably barely finished no, high school. No, he doesn't read books. So why do we put so much um, worth or investment or thought into his words or his opinions about something because of his platform and the millions of people that he obviously reached because of his fans and so you're up here you have you're up here saying that trump is your brother and you love him and blah 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 and you have all these people thinking that you're endorsing everything that trump believes in which actually you are like to me you are you wearing the make make america great again hat you had him autograph it he's up there retweeting you you are endorsing and supporting everything that you know he stands for all his racism misogyny xenophobia just all the every all the ignorance he stands for and no like it's just because of who who he is a platform kanye has that people are up in a fuss about it and then this is his first time back on Twitter in almost a year, and this is what you coming out with. But why? I'm not cut short. But why should we be shocked about that when Kanye was one of the first black celebrities to meet with Trump when Trump was elected? Him and Steve Harvey was I'm, the two up in the uh, Trump Towers, shaking and jiving and cooning and gooning. Well, let me remind you, Kanye West was also the one who was on national television talking about George Bush does not like black people, and here you have a president who openly has called African countries shithole countries who has not spoken up about the Waffle House attack when all minorities were killed, who has just basically done and supported things to make you think, and actually you know that he doesn't care about you if you're a person of color. Mm -hmm. So it's like you did a, a 180. You, you talking about George Bush doesn't care about black people because he didn't fly down to New Orleans I guess in a quick enough time, but you have a president who's actually said on record, you have proof, you have recordings, you have 
all the evidence you need just to know this is a suck ass guy who mm-hmm. doesn't care about black who has people, been sued women, by black people for racial been, discrimination yeah. and housing practice. I mean, this was back in the 80s, but still. Who took out an ad in a paper about um, five young black men who are accused of wa- raping a woman and they were found and found out that they were not guilty in the first place. He does not like black people. Mm-hmm. And the only reason you think y'all so close is because y'all both got money. And he talking about that's his dragon buddy. We Gemini's. Dude, please. If you were just another dude on the street, if he was not, he would not care about you. I don't know what's gotten into his mind. You know, you, oh. you've never liked him to begin with. Who? You. What do you mean? You never liked Kanye. As a, as, a, as a person? Yeah. I don't know enough about him as a person. I, I, thought I, I liked him. I thought that you dislike. You'd be like, no, no, no. talking about Kanye. Yeah. I love him as, uh, well, I, I should say I love him. I loved him as a musician up to about my dark. Um, what's it called? My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. That was the last Kanye album I listened to. I haven't listened to his last couple of albums, but up until that point, uh, you know, his music was great. Um, college, college dropout, late registration, graduation, um, 808s to Heartbreaks, My Dark Twisted Fantasy, all great albums, all great talented, you know, musician. I think honestly, he went nuts when his mama died. After his mama died, yeah. I think it was at 2005. Was it around 2005? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit seven, later. Yeah, but seven, ever since he died, she died. Maybe she had a way to soothe him or a way to talk to him or a way to control him. Or maybe he didn't want to embarrass his mama when she was alive. But ever since she passed away, he he always was about some you know wild stuff before that. But I think he just went off the rails. And I think, and I, I, you know, I don't like to talk about people having mental illness because without knowing his real history about whether he had mental illness or not, but he acts in a way that you would think he has some type of bipolar disorder or some type of mental illness. He might just be a narcissist just like Trump. He and, might be. you know, people, you know, I think um, Kim came out saying and other people came out saying, well, it's unfair to try to blame, you know, Kanye, blame what what's going on with Kanye now on you know that his mother died or that um or the kardashians like that somehow a woman is responsible for making him the way he is but i think you know losing your mother you you know you losing the only person that you probably had in your life not to say he wasn't but like losing your parent that's a big deal Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i can see how it could put you in a spiral right and then number two um I mean, Damn, I missed my point. Well, but, you could just look at, but the, then like he is mm-hmm. because he is a creative genius, right? That pe- right. people have said that about him. He is very talented. You know, some creative types they do have that mental instability, like Picasso, great well, artist supposedly, that. and then he cut his ear off. And so you have just other instances of, you know, artists who have been extremely talented, but it's only because. Not only because, but it's also been found that they have. But I think it is a connection between mental illness and creativity, like being like super creative. But but this, I don't don't know. The the way I say it, look at it is like people say, you know, of course you can't just say it's only because his mom died or whatever. But you just got to look at him before and after, and look at the comparison of the two and how he used to act when she was alive, and then what happened once she died. And it seemed like once she died, he wasn't like kind of was a different person and then his last couple of things that he's been doing have been out of control crazy well then the fact that he wants to put the surgeon who did the surgery on his mom on the on his album Mm -hmm. cover like Mm -hmm. that's bizarre the the surgeon said no he was like please he said about the open letter said please do not uh use my likeness or or promote my thing and he he was like if i think he said because i was reading this morning he was Uh like if you really want to know get closure from this look at the people yeah, other people I, I, in your own camp or something along those right. lines I, I making mean, it seem like it wasn't totally his fault 
I read the open letter and didn't seem like it either. It was probably a lot that we didn't know about behind the scenes. And we'll still never know the truth. Mm-hmm. But then when Kanye tweeted back or he posted back and he was like, um, thank you, brother. I can't wait to start healing with you mm-hmm. to the doctor. And the doctor, I, I mean, I it's know. bizarre. And, and maybe yeah, he felt some guilt too because he... he's doing all this, doing this all for attention either to sell his next album or to sell Yeezys. I, I mean, this is how he feels. I don't know. Because I think he was, I mean, he never had any problems in history selling albums with all these crazy Right, so I'm before. saying I don't think it's because so of that. So I don't know. Yeah. But maybe maybe a part of it is that he feels bad that his mom might not have been getting that because she was just getting like some routine plastic surgery. If he didn't have the money, she might not have been getting that plastic surgery to begin with. So maybe he felt bad that he contributed to her death. And maybe that yeah, maybe really put him I, in a spiral. I think he said that in one of his songs. Like he regretted that they, I guess she was living out there and just like she couldn't keep up with the pressure, I guess, out there, you know, out in California to be young, fit, tight. Slim, I, I don't know. So, but it, anyway. it then and then so that was that, that was the story over like the weekend and but then today you know we're recording tweeting John Legend tweeting um, yeah screenshot text messages but today right before we started recording we get this new thing from Kanye where he has truly lost his mind when he was what he was on TMZ Live yep and he says um, basically slavery was a choice for black people. Like said, after 400 years, he was like, and we wasn't like doing nothing choice. about it. That sounded like a choice. So black people wanted to be slaves. We just love working with master, and we love being treated horribly and being enslaved and not having freedom. So we decided after about 300 years, of it, we might as well just keep doing it because it's just fun. Right. Being a slave is fun. We get to work outside with our hands. We get to get, we get a lot of fresh air. From our families, our of course. Kids I don't sold. like my kids that much. Yeah. I don't like my wife. Chop so my foot off. Her away. You know. And when I get old enough, I can't work anymore. If they shoot me down dead, so be it. We don't want to be free. So he has really, truly went insane. And I think, <laughs> you I mean, know, the, the, the buzzword is always cancel somebody. It might be time. I don't know if you, if you black, I don't know how you can still support Kanye West anymore. Yeah. Because he does, he, like you said, he does not care about black people. He does not care about promoting us. He does not care about uplifting us, apparently. But I wonder, does he still identify as black, or is he one of these "I'm a human" type person? You know, like is he trying to see past race? Is I that don't where know because if you if you listen to a little bit of that, to, to more of that clip, he was something about the uh, the TMC. He was like, "I don't like to use slavery; I like to use prison because when you talk about slavery, it only kind of applies to black people, and prison can apply to all people." What? And when he's talking about prison, he's talking about his mind being imprisoned and not necessarily actually being physically in prison. And I think he, what he's trying to tell us is that he is living free. With a clear mind, he has no restriction on his thoughts. He has no restriction on what to think because nobody is restricting him. So he can speak freely. He can speak clearly. And the only problem is that he's the, not, the things he's speaking clearly about is detrimental to a lot of people. And half of it's wrong. You're not speaking intelligently either. Like you, And you honestly come out and say that you don't read books, you know, and you a college dropout or, you know, not, there's nothing wrong with that, but you clearly haven't been school. You clearly clearly don't read, and whoever's been in your ear no, has got to him. He, he's done. Man. I don't think before this TMZ interview, I thought that he could possibly come back. You know, be forgiven eventually, but not over this. You know, slavery was a choice. Well, not with me. I mean, maybe I can't speak for everybody else in society. Because they tell you a lot of times, all we got to do is put out a good project. If you put out a this album that he got coming out soon is fire, people will forgive you. People have been forgiving people for making quality things for years. Well, Look no that, further than your boy R. Kelly. Yeah, that was one of my next little... Your boy uh, R. Kelly. That's a wonderful segue. 
And that takes us back to actually um, our second. We're doing a little bit about our past history episode number two of our podcast. Yes. Cosby crimes and bumping grinds. Yes. So we can talk yeah, about two things. One, yeah, Mr. Bill Cosby is going to jail, probably for the rest of his life. I told Christy. I don't think he's going to jail. I think he's going to jail. I think they they cannot put him in jail. You can't get nobody probation for, for not 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 for this. Not when the max is thirty years. They can, I mean ten years, three counts, ten years each, thirty years. They can't probably just get, get six months. He get I don't know what they're gonna do. I told you, and I was not joking at all. At the age of eighty, once I got the sentence, well, I wait till they sentence me. But if they sentence me to anything more than like your six months, you're talking about. If I'm Bill Cosby, I'm killing myself. I'm taking myself up out of here. If you can just force yourself, they always say people, old people can just stop quitting and won't want to live no more. Yeah. If he can do that, he just need to do that, bro. Because I'm not going to be Bill Cosby my entire life, be rich, be 80 years old, and then spend the rest of my life in jail. Because if he get anything more, honestly, a year or two mm-hmm. could be a li- you know, life sentence because he's 80 years old. Right, he might die. He already had blind, his owl, gooky, looking all over the place. Yuck. So if I'm Bill Cosby, I'm killing myself if, if, if they give me anything more than if five years or more. I'm definitely I'm I'm done. I can't do it. Plus I couldn't go from being because he, 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 he riches. I don't know what you so can't. This OJ. is this free life. But OJ wasn't as rich anymore because he had lost all that bread when oh. he went to the trial. Bill Cosby is still worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and to be free your entire life and all of a sudden have to spend. I'm killing myself if I'm <laughs> Bill Cosby. Well, and I encourage you, Mr. Cosby, to kill yourself. But can we finally cancel Bill Cosby? Is he? There's no more legend. He's been convicted. Can we give up on all things Bill Cosby? No more Fat Albert. No more Cosby Show. You can still watch Different World, but just don't watch episodes where he showed up to take Vanessa on the tour or when he came to visit Denise. But anything with Bill, no more Sp- uh, Ghost Dad. No more. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that movie. Littered the Six. I didn't see that. Yeah, you lucky for that one. So is Bill Cosby done? Yeah, he's done. Stick a fork in him. So we can't support the Cosby Show no more. Don't support the Cosby Show no more. Don't support the Cosby Show and stop believing these stupid rumors that he all these all this stuff came out because he was about to buy NBC. <laughs> <laughs> they always I say that. So they just want to take. They, always, they just want to take a black man down. I mean, like, and I agree God. they do want to take a lot of black people down, but in this particular case. That's a hell of a conspiracy for yes. 50, 60 women to say that he did this thing. And he he came on, he admitted it anyway. He admitted to giving one of them Quaaludes. They have oh, it on yeah, tape. Yeah, he said it back in the day. So, but also, not to defend him, but I think there was a certain time in the party scene in the 70s where people were doing Quaaludes before they were in all types of drugs to get busy and get freaky and all that type of stuff. Does that make it right? No. No. But I think and it I was a time that- of the society. Yeah, yes, there was a time in society, but I don't think a woman was thinking, oh, I'm going to take these drugs and you're expecting for somebody to take advantage of you. You you might be thinking, you know, I'm just going to I'm having a good time like you especially wouldn't think that a celebrity because we kind of we do have them on pedestals. You don't think that they're going to like take advantage of you and, you know, molest you or, (laughs) you know, rape you or, or all those things that he was accused of. So even if, you know, they were partying, it doesn't give him a right to. What if she wanted to take the quaaludes? Well, I hope, guess he got to offer him to well, him. Right. He can't she, slip it to him. But still, still, it doesn't matter. If she wanted to take him, it doesn't mean he was like, here, take these quaaludes so I can uh, touch your titties while you sleep. <laughs> like, it doesn't. Uh, well, yeah, if he was touching titties without permission, then I guess we got to cancel Bill Cosby. Cancel, cancel. Thank God. And so he, I'm, go ahead. Do you think um his wife going to stay with him or you think she going to call it quits? I mean, yeah. At this point, 
I mean, she's done lived through the rumors because apparently they were going on for this whole time. So ain't no point in divorcing them now. Yeah, yeah. especially now you got all the access to the money. He gonna be gone. You can get your little side piece. Get get her a little. But she do got that short hair because she might be a lesbian. I'm just Stop joking. Stop it. How I, old I, I is she? Well, I guess she she's probably hundred years she, old too. She's not thinking about getting out there with nobody sure. else. Probably. Why you don't think she get? She don't think she get moist no more. No, I'm just saying. You know, if she if she's around eighty two, I don't see her trying to she get out moist. there in the dating world. <laughs> She might be on. She you know. might be. No, I heard like the biggest place for one of the biggest places for STDs is Nursing retirement home. homes. Yeah, because yeah. I heard them old people be getting busy. Like I don't know what. Yeah, they freaky as hell. And especially because they don't think about like using condoms because right, like, well, they know I can't get her pregnant. Right, right. Yeah, but I don't know. Camille will probably. She only seventy four though. She only seventy four, so she got a, a couple of good years of options. Hey, if she leave Bill, she might already have her side. Come holler at me. We don't know about it. I'll be. You can be my sugar mama. I told you, I'm looking for a rich old woman. I thought she wanted Oprah. Oprah ain't old enough. I want somebody that's going to die soon so I get that money. That's cruddy. cruddy you know, cruddy. put me, leave me in the wheel. Leave me in the wheel. But she's can't, I mean, he's canceled. And thankfully, you know, R. Kelly is too. That oh, movement. you about to finally get some joy in your life. Well, yeah. Because your boy, R. Kelly, the R&R&B is finally, finally trying to get his ass up out of here. Yep. They're going to finally do what the police failed to do. They're going to finally do with 20 years of black people have failed to do. And they are... You know, getting about here. I guess he got too freaky and too. I uh, know what happened. He's been freaky. I mean, he's been he's a child molester. But also, his music started sucking. They wasn't talking about getting our Kelly out of here until he stopped night making hits. When he was making "Step in the Name of Love," but people he still, was making excuses. But for people him. still go off his old hits. Ain't nobody talking about like his most recent. Like people are talking about. I believe I can fly. Step in the Name of Love. Twelve play. People are going so, off of that. So, so I can so, keep listening to Bob McGrath, but I can't listen I don't, to. I feel like new, you right? got to hang him up. If I have to hang up Bill Cosby, then you need to hang up R. Kelly. God, and then especially like he's trying to defend himself by saying so they released his. People released a statement. I thought, I thought all those people left him. Did you read? Did you read the statement that they released about no, him? Go, uh, read a little bit. Of it. So just a part of it was he. So R. Kelly comes out saying R. Kelly supports the pro woman goals of the Times Up movement. We understand criticizing a famous artist is a good way to draw attention to those goals, and in this case, it is unjust and off target. And they called the um the mute. R. Kelly campaign, which is kind of like what's going on now, a greedy and conscious and malicious conspiracy to demean him, his family, and the women with whom he spends his time. R. Kelly music is a R. Kelly's music is a part of the American and African American culture that should never and will never be silenced. Since America was born, black men and women have been lynched for having sex or or being accused of it. We will vigorously resist this attempted public lynching of a black man who has made extraordinary contributions to our culture. You're comparing... Is that true, though? Did they used to lynch black people for having sex? No. I don't think so, but then to eat... I mean, probably. I mean, you get... Pro- probably probably yeah. so. Okay, but... I mean, let's not... But, like, to, you, you're comparing yourself to people who were actually lynched mm-hmm. for... You can... Like looking at somebody and mm-hmm. they they got you on tape peeing on people. Right. And you have all these allegations of, you know, women being sex slaves and trapping them up in a house and, mm-hmm. you know, stalking them and hanging out at high schools and stuff. We have, they have, there are receipts. There is evidence. This ain't no lynching. You're guilty. Mm-hmm. And you haven't been lynched because you, this has been going, for, going on for 20, 30 years and mm-hmm. you're still out there able to have a career and you're not behind bars. And that is if disgusting. You have, you're comparing that. Like that's Because Emmett like, Till literally was lynched for whistling at a white woman. Right. Not even having sex with a woman, even doing anything appropriate, uh, inappropriate, but whistling at a white woman and you complain yourself to black men 
and women who've been lynched over time for nothing. For one, you're not being lynched. For one, for two, you're just being people not not supporting you and your perverted ways anymore. For two, like you said, we've seen this all. You keep on acting like it's allegations, but maybe that go back to the fact that he beat the he beat the case in court. So it's all just still allegations because he beat the case in court, even though. I never saw that video, but they say they got the evidence of him peeing on people. That's a clear video of R. Kelly being a pervert. He has a history of involving himself with underage women or very close to underage women because he, now he's, what, 51, 52 years old, and he makes no problem or makes it known that he has 18, 19-year-old girlfriends. Yeah. To me, that's just you... You really want a younger girl than that, but you trying to stay within the legal right. system so you get as close to the young as possible. There is nothing a 50-year-old and an 18 year old have in common. Those are women that are young enough to be your daughter. Matter of fact, you got daughters that are older Probably than 18 older than years that. old. Right. So, I mean, don't give us that B crap about people, people just getting on you because you like to have sex. You've been a freaky sex pervert before that. Jump. And we listened to your music when we thought we were talking about grown women. But when we started learning, he was talking about Aaliyah's and the little girl you pissed on who was 13, 12 years old. The fact that you used to hang out around middle schools. The fact that you got. Uh, grooming girls from 16, 17 years old, waiting for them to be 18. That's all predator, uh, predatory behavior, and that's all pedophile behavior. So we need to all follow in the steps of uh, Tom Joyner, who has refused. I think he says he refused to play yeah. R. Kelly songs on his radio anymore. And that's a good point. Because, I mean, that's a good starting point because they don't really play R. Kelly on, on the other modern stations, stations anymore. Right. They only play them on a station that Tom Jordan will be on, which is like those adult urban hits. Y'all need to stop booking him at your little um, events, your little half halfway tours. Mm-hmm. He a college shut him down recently. I think a college signed a petition and, and they, they canceled his performance. But I, I just wonder why. I mean, it goes back to people saying that nobody cares about black women. If these were little, as soon as he pissed on a little white girl or, you know, if a white girl comes forward saying that he did something it's all going down he's gonna be buried under the jail but you know this has been going on all about black girls and black women and like our own people we still have black men and women who don't believe it and still support him and it's just like and i know you're about to bring up the whole michael jackson thing i wasn't i, I was just gonna bring up the fact that i mean that is a, a true case and you know people especially let leaving michael alone because he did but if he was still alive he would be up out of here like r kelly he, his career would have been over by now because now that we live in an environment where there's so many tapes and so many videos and so many people, somebody would have got him on tape saying something perverted about little yeah. kids or one of those little kids he molested would have stuck by that story because they know now people are, are more open and, and to mm-hmm. believe him. But I think the fact that it was all allegations, I kind of skated about on that for a long time. But at some point, but somehow, who there's so many like, allegations, so many stories. Though. It's just like, yeah. I mean, he went to the trial. He just beat the trial. But a lot of people beat trial when they got a lot of money. But Pierre, yeah. Kelly, I mean R. Kelly, Bill Cosby didn't beat the first trial, but he got the mis- the mistrial, and then they yeah. just got him the second time. They was out to get him the second time. Well, now they shouldn't say out to get him, but they got him the second time. But mm. oh yeah, I, I, it's time to no more stepping in the name of love, no more bumping grind, no more doing anything. I heard John Legend said that if they even play R. Kelly at I think he was having a party. They stopped playing uh-huh. R. Kelly. He was like, nah, we got to turn that off. We, we can't do this no more. And, uh, that's right. That's absolutely right. But then he also made the same point when uh, it's only because R. Kelly's not hot no more. R. Kelly's not in his prime no more, so it's easy to cancel him now. R. Mm-hmm. Kelly was still making that's still, hit that's songs. Wrong. So if he was out here like a Kendrick Lamar Yeah, if he was like Drake stuff, or one of these dudes. Still be, wow. Yeah, yeah, but R. Kelly, you know, we let a lot of stuff go by when there's some talent involved or we're getting something out of it. 
Yeah, we got to do better. Um, we can't keep supporting these artists. And his time is up. And hopefully, you know, somebody will come forward with some new um, allegations and he'll go back to court and he'll go to jail like Bill Cosby's about to go to jail. And mm-hmm. only one other thing I want to say is that people have been like, oh, well, all this stuff, especially like with Bill Cosby, it happened so long ago. When you're sexually assaulted, there is no statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. You know, just because it happened when you were 10 years old and now you're 70, it still affects you. It still, you know, lives with you. So to, to make it seem like, oh, you should have gotten over it by now or, oh, you know, you shouldn't punish that person now because they did it a long time ago. Yes, the hell you should. And I and it bothers me so much when people talk, just throw that argument out there, you know, trying to devalue or, you know, make it seem like the person isn't still suffering because of what they experienced Mm -hmm. a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's all I have to say on that. I know I took it back to um, Bill Cosby, but it's cool. It's cool. I'm going to end it on this note. Fuck Kanye West. Fuck R. Kelly. And fuck Heathcliff Huxtable, AKA Bill Cosby. All three of y'all are out of my lives right now. You're out of, and fuck Michael Jackson too. But that's just my personal opinion. Mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we got actually got kind of caught up in a lot of different things that we didn't think we were going to talk about so long. Do you want to give any highlights of the last year? Um, this started as our one-year anniversary podcast, the celebration. But do you have anything, thoughts, comments, thank yous, anything you want to say about our one-year anniversary before we get up out of here? Um, just, I learned about myself that I can commit to doing something for a year. This was like a hobby, a new hobby that I picked up over the past year. I'm proud of myself for doing that. want to shout out all of our loyal, mighty fans. I'm not saying your names because you know who we are and we say I'm almost every Rob Jackson, <laughs> Corey, and, and your my mama. mama. And my sister too. My and sister your sister, too. yes. Um, so None of my friends. Oh, let me have a shout out to some of my friends yeah, that listen. Friend. I'm going to shout out to my homegirl, Corey, who listens regularly. Hey, Corey. Remember, remember we went to the, the re-live? She was going yeah. to ask that question. Oh, oh that was her. <laughs> that okay, was her. okay. Uh-huh. So shout out to Corey. Shout out to um, Trina, who who listens re- pretty regularly. Hey, Trina. Uh, shout out to my homegirl, uh, Nay, who said she, I don't know, she caught, she took, she took she was trying to catch up, but she okay. is a little bit fine. She might hear this in um, January of 2020. But what's <laughs> up, boo? And uh, anybody else who left my man, Triple D, thank you. Anybody else who's listening, shout out to what I've got out of this is that I um, learned about a lot of independent podcasts. Because when I mm-hmm. first started listening to podcasts, I only listened to the big, like the famous ones, like The Read, The Brilliant Idiots, um, and especially Tax Season before Tax Stone did that dumb stuff that he did and landed him in jail. But I learned a lot of a lot of podcasts that I listen to weekly. Not going to shout them all out, but there's a lot of good independent podcasts. So I'm going to keep listening to y'all. And that kind of gave me more motivation when I listen to some good podcasts to try to put out a good product. So shout out to anybody who's listening, who has listened to us over the years. We appreciate you. Anybody who gave us any help, any tips, any advice. We appreciate all of that good stuff. We're going to keep it going, right? Yeah, we're we going to keep it going. Keep going as long as we go. We don't know how long it's going to last, how long we gonna, it's going to be our interest. But we're still having a good time, even with our you know, hiccups. Down. Hiccups, yeah. yeah. So, so give them a, where, where can they find us? You want, you want me to do it or you so want to do it? So let people know, let your friends know that they can find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google, and See, it's not that hard. It's not that easy. ITunes. It's not that easy. <laughs> and send us emails if you have questions. You want to congratulate us on celebrating a year, the PLP podcast at gmail.com or follow us, like us, 
whatever us on Instagram at the PLP um, podcast. And make sure if you want to send me some boobs, G Info Jones at Snapchat. I'm still waiting on them breasts, but this is a one year anniversary celebration. You send me a little nipple, you know. Don't be stingy with them. Uh, save them, Lord. Save I'm, them. I'm, I'm doing my best to be good. Uh, until next time, this has been once again Carlos D. And this is your girl, Christy. See ya! Oh, 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 yeah. Travel down the road and back again. Hey, so we started from the bottom, now we're here.